Kathy Seifert's with us, Vice President of CFRA Research. Now, we don't think much about the insurance industry when we're focusing on Russia and Ukraine, but we should because now businesses here at home and abroad are concerned about cyber attacks, interruption, business interruption, right? These are some of the things on your radar, and it's a very big deal. Could you explain more? Oh, sure. Um, it's good to be with you, Nicole. Um, I mean, no one has really disclosed anything at this point, but, you know, we're starting to sort of put the pieces together, and this is obviously going to be a significant event, tens of billions of dollars of losses. There are a number of large U.S. insurers that are likely to have exposure, like AIG, um, um, to a degree, the Hartford and Travelers, potentially, and there's a multitude of lines of business that could be exposed here. Um, you mentioned cyber, and so that's just one area that I sort of highlighted in a note I sent out to clients, largely because the market for cyber coverage among the U.S. carriers is fairly concentrated. Um, AIG and Chubb are two of the biggest players among the U.S. insurers. There are some European insurers as well. And I think, you know, most of the world, most businesses across the world are bracing for a rash of cyber attacks um, in the aftermath or as a result of the ongoing conflict um, between um, the Ukraine and Russia. Um, the problem is that um, th there's a concentration of risk, and so we're concerned about that. I'm sure these companies are very prudent underwriters, and I don't have a sense at this point what their exposure is related to Russia, but because cyber is such a, it's porous, it doesn't know borders, it doesn't know countries, um, the risk could almost be anywhere. So that's one uncertainty that I think investors need to be mindful of. Um, the other one is just sort of the magnitude of the losses from the event. Um, you mentioned business interruption. Most standard off the shelf property coverages, business interruption coverages have war exclusions. So I think that's not going to be as much of an issue. The other thing is a lot of the companies in Russia are large multinational companies with very complex, sophisticated risk management programs. In all likelihood, they will probably have some sort of political risk coverage, which is designed to protect assets or businesses in the event of a situation like this. And so that's another area, the political risk insurance business, which is also concentrated among a number of the large carriers, the Lloyds of London market. Um, that's another line of right. business that I think investors should be mindful of. When you look at the group, you have some buy, some holds. Tell me a little bit about how you decipher that Allstate and AIG should be the buys here. So one of the things that is a significant catalyst for this group is um, the current hard pricing environment. And that's a catalyst for property casualty stocks. It provides a catalyst. They currently have pricing power. That's significant in this environment. And my reason for recommending the shares differ slightly. Um, although you mentioned Allstate and AIG, in both cases, those companies are undergoing a restructuring in the case of Allstate, it was shedding its life and annuity business to be a pure play auto insurer. In the case of AIG, it's shedding its life and retirement business and pivoting to being a pure play company. Those two, those actions provide a catalyst for those two shares. 
In terms of sort of a business as usual company that I think is well positioned to um, benefit from a strong PC pricing environment, um, Chubb would be a name that I would throw out there. Um, they've got, you know, they're the largest publicly traded US-based or, you know, US um, operating PC insurer. They have a strong balance sheet. They have pricing power. Um, the shares are not deeply discounted, but I think there's a catalyst in terms of their solid franchise and their ability to raise rates in this environment. How do you compare what you're following here in the insurance market and looking at these names where you have some buys and holds? How do you compare it to 10 years ago, 10 years forward, which you can't obviously really understand or imagine, but you could try. Um, is it very different? Has the group served you know, investors well overall um, if they're looking and considering this group now? Um, that's an interesting question. And I think if you look 10 years ago and you look at the pricing environment versus it today, it's a lot stronger today. Um, the range of pricing gains is broader across more lines of business. Um, so I think that from, you know, from today forward, there are catalysts more so than there were 10 years ago. Um, I also think that the demand for risk transfer um, continues to be elevated, whether it be because of climate change that's making, um, you know, property coverage more volatile, more, um, you know, difficult to insure, whether it be from social inflation um, or, you know, the risk of cyber or the fact that we've, you know, we've got a significant conflict overseas. Um, the value proposition from risk transfer continues to be elevated, which continues to offer these companies significant pricing power. Right. Understood. Kathy Sievert, it's great to chat with you. Vice President at CFRA Research telling us all about these insurance stocks and ways that we didn't necessarily think about them here with Russia, Ukraine and the tensions there and the war. Thank you.